Yeah. Corey Katuna Matata. <laughs> I don't, my headphones aren't uh, connecting to my laptop. So if you can hear me okay, I think this is about as good as it gets. Or I can move to my phone. No, I, I, can, I can hear you. It's perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was doing a little bit of catching up, just like watching a bit of your stuff. Well, I found one specific podcast and I kind of thought the best place for us to start here is to, you said something like feeling threatened. The conversation with uh, Atlas it was a beautiful conversation. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. for me, I've been, I've been watching you guys, uh, well, Bentinho and, and you for many, many years on and off and falling in and out like on my own journey, if you like. It's been quite crazy. But I feel my purpose or my, um, get used to looking at this camera, my purpose or my way for, for, for us here in Ireland and, and rippling it out, it's just, there's so much fear in the beginning of the journey. And I think you touched on that so well. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you, even when you made the, the, when you were talking about the catching yourself out, having to laugh at yourself, having that initial yeah, yeah, yeah. courage to kind of see, like I'd love to kind of start there and see, can I get the conversation moving from there? Because I feel myself personally coming from construction uh, as a plumber and the, the upbringing and the background that I have, and then seeing how I'm perceived now today, I just find it super fascinating. Like I'm still, I still feel like the same guy, mm-hmm. but I've obviously went on a journey of self-discovery and self-realization. And I say all these kind of words, but I can get now more and more and more the fear that that presents to the, to the construction and, workers. And you're, you're saying like that you, okay. You're saying that you had fear at the beginning of your journey or that where you're at now creates fear with people who haven't started the journey yet. I don't think I had a choice. I don't think for me it was a case of I had to start going inwards to find answers. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm looking at how I'm being perceived, whereas internally I still feel like the same guy who I went to say, people who I went to school with. But the more I dialogue and the more I kind of put myself out there on the internet, I can see that the the growth for myself, I don't see it as well as other people. So I really want to start a conversation about like, it's not it's not something to be afraid of. It's actually something that's really rewarding to go on this path, you know. Totally. So what you make me think of is this 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 uh, mechanism. I talk about it in whenever I'm coaching someone or groups I'm leading, and Bentinho actually describes it as the three day process. Have you heard of that? Yes. So, but there's another sort of model that I like to use to sort of make it real, make it feel visual, um, and. Actually, my dad talks about a similar thing. My dad, he he's a doctor, but on the side, he coaches people's like basketball f- shot. So he helps people like all kinds of, you know, basketball players, different ages and everything, master their shots. And one thing he talks about is, um, so say, say somebody's shooting like 60% from the free throw line. So they're already pretty good above above 50% from the free throw line. And they'll come to him. And for the first like three months, he tells them, get used to your shot getting worse. Like there is a breakdown before the breakthrough and that's reliable. It happens regardless. It happens for everybody. There's nobody for whom that doesn't happen. If you're trying to improve your shot, you know, go from here to here, for instance, you go through a phase of like worse outcomes or sort of things not working the way you're used to them working. Um, and that middle phase when your shot's worse and you're now shooting 40% from the free throw line and it's going months and there's games and there's high stakes, that's where most people want to go back. They're like, never mind, fuck the original intention. <laughs> or, 
I, you know, where I wanted to get to 80%, like, never mind that. I'd rather go back to 60, not worth it. And so he will tell people, he's like, you got to sort of sign up in advance for the, for the, for the dip because it's worth it in the end. It's, it's like keeping your eyes on the, the vision or what Bentinho would call the, the day three, keeping your eyes set on that day three, even though the day two is going to be the test. Yeah. That's when you're going to be like, never mind. This yeah. is not what I signed up for. Yes. So maybe that's kind of what you're talking about. Totally resonate. And I see like that as the arrow, as the going backwards. So it's like, it's like, I see that the depth I watched, I just brushed up on a, on a part of my, one of my favorite from the mirror talks. And just to listen to it again, because I listened to them when they came out in 2020. The way he talks about emotional intelligence, it's so, like it's miles, there's such a big gap. And I've seen over the years, Bentino kind of attempting to address that gap. And it's just, it's wild when the world is in so much need of enthusiasm and the opposite energy to fear. And yet, there's still so much fear about going inwards. Or there's still so much fear about dropping the ego. There's still so much taken personal. You know, when you're confronted, like you and Atlas had that conversation and it was just so grounding for me. And it's just such a, like that level of presence is what I seek, you know, and that's what I want to cultivate in all of my relationships. But it's just from looking at my country as a whole, uh, it just feels super suppressed. Just in my own observation of it, it feels like. What do you see? I see begrudgery. I see really happy people, really happy-go-lucky people. But at the same time, there's so much fear or suppression. I just feel that that comes from uh, a few hundred years of being overruled by the British or whatever. Like that. I just kind of sense that because a lot of my awakenings happened in Australia. So I had you know, lots of realizations, stumbled across podcasts 10, 11 years ago out in Perth, Australia. And then when I came back, it's like I plugged back into something and there was a whole other journey I had to go on. It. I wasn't You're anticipating. in Scotland? Oh, no, in, Dublin. Dublin, Ireland, yeah. And you're Irish? Yes, yeah. Interesting. I So I'm aware that like countries sort of tend to have their own sort of collective consciousness, but I don't know anything about Irish collective consciousness. So it's interesting to hear that this, that you actually can sort of sense the, the like the texture of. It truly fascinates me. It truly fascinates me because like, if you look at some of the, some of the stone circles and some of the astrological like doorways for the sun beaming in a certain a tombstone on the 21st of December and you see like just to drive around the place it happened after I had Australians experience I came home here and then I acted a little bit more like a tourist as before I took it all for granted so then you're looking at so much mysterious stuff but yet nobody talks about it or you can't really trust what you are being told so it actually fascinates me and I often say that the mystery is in the history of, of this place you know mm. And Australia feels so open, and I'm assuming that that has part. It's part to play that I have no history there, so obviously that has a, a component to Australia. But it just feels such like a new country. It doesn't feel like it has that much history, and it's so spaced out, and there's so many tropical, you know, animals and different things flying around that it's just it's just different, very very different. So yeah, you know what I think is cool, just listening to you, because from what I understand about you, I've watched some of your videos, is that you had your own like you had your motorbike accident no mm-hmm. and that got you sort of into the um like the cycle of of western medicine yes and then your and which had like its depression and everything and then your spiritual process your journey sort of came through that so it's been totally about your own awakening and what i 
my impression now, the fact that you're sort of tuning into Ireland and um, like the people around you and you're like, holy shit, there's fear. Like there's this web of suppression and fear on top of everybody around me. To me, that feels like or sounds like you've sort of um, like filled your cup. You know, you've sort of gone through your hero's journey and suddenly now it's like your eyes become generous. Like instead of like doing the necessary work to get to mm-hmm. fill yourself up now suddenly you're like looking out like whoa 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 we've got work to do and this is where i think leadership starts like real you know yeah. historic leadership can start is where like a transformation happens internally and now and now you see the gap that that surrounds you yes and then and then i see and then that's what i can resonate where you guys are doing this like saying something like global awakening because i know we can't wake anybody up but then the world seems so crazy you know it seems so like the gap almost seems to be getting bigger i don't know if you want to talk to that a little bit because you've seen and done so much with regards to retreats and and bringing people in and even in spirituality we might talk about that a little bit as well like even in spirituality there's so much bloody craziness so on that journey i don't know whether i was filling my cup up in that way because it definitely didn't feel like it but i kept finding myself going from one extreme to the other from like a rogue with a rebel with no cause to you know lost and confused to super spiritual and like i don't really belong in these circles this is not really my space and then it kind of goes to marrying the construction and plumbing and bringing that all back to like self-awareness like like yeah. we need to become aware of what we are they don't really teach us this in school so yeah my journey has been my, mainly going back to why don't they teach us this in school but then when you look at the world like i live in a pretty much live in a bubble so I don't really listen to the news or watch the media or buy newspapers or stuff like that. But when I do hear what's been said, it, I don't know what I feel. I don't know what to think. It's like it's so the gap seems to be getting bigger. I'd love you to speak to that. You know, I wonder. Like, OK, objectively true. The, <laughs> the gap is getting bigger. I like there. That's sort of undeniable. and. I also think something else is happening. It's like as that's rising, something else is also rising, which is um, like, I don't know if it's because of technology or because there's like actually awakenings happening all over the world. Like, why is it that that you and I are talking right now to people who would otherwise have no business talking to each other? And yet there's something, there's like a, you know, and with the help of technology and 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 law of attraction, mm-hmm. um, there seem to be there. There just seems more potential for um, like nonlinear, um, like wormholes or like yeah. quantum or or just weird potentials, unlikely events, um, mysterious up leveling. So, and I and I feel like I see proof of that. Like I see weird evidence of like people. Who, who who I haven't talked to for 20 years, like like grade school friends who suddenly find me through somebody else on Facebook and they have some epiphany and now they want to grab coffee and they're and it's like that would never that would never otherwise happen. Yes, maybe the gap is getting bigger, but it's also like it's all you know how like your case is a great example. Extreme suffering can cause extreme motivation, like breakthrough energy. Mm. Without the suffering, without your depression, who knows if you would be on this path? What if yes. things just went great for you and you just had a nice life and you're making good money and had, you know, could keep going on your bike and had a good family, mm. you know? 
maybe you wouldn't be such a seeker. And I think that's kind of what we're also seeing. It's like more suffering, more anxiety, more weird political contention. And and that like catalyst also creates uh, uh, an opportunity for enlightenment that that non-catalyst doesn't or that ease and comfort doesn't. Totally agree. The comfortability trap. And that's exactly where I was going like with the high school friends and different stuff like people coming out of the woodworks that's the main reason i'm doing this is to kind of have conversations that can people can listen to in their own time and have those little epiphanies and nice. those, those little light bulb moments because it is it is super scary like i'll go to the fear that's in me or prevalent in me at the moment is kind of as you're i'm very mindful of what's out there even though there's nothing out there but when you're listening to because spirituality is kind of taken off here in a sense and there's lots of wounded healers. I definitely feel that that was me and probably is still on some level that we realize something, don't want anyone else to suffer subconsciously, so we're trying to help everybody. Then you have all these people trying to help everybody that are still very much in their own in their own journey and then yeah. running circles and going on breathwork journeys. And there's just times where I'm like, I don't know whether I'd let you take me on a journey or whether I want any more of you guys to even like i don't want to go on a journey with, with you guys and there's so much distortion then creeping into the spiritual space i see so i'm very mindful of what i'm letting go to or what i'm trusting and it's kind of like if you look at the ancient some of the ancient teachings would say that it looks like a mental health crisis or psychosis can be a shaman would usually take you in and kind of nurture you through that but i feel very much that i've been nurturing myself through a lot of that so it's been a lot of that's where the total comes from a lot of like put me head out of my shell no one's left, no one's right, and they're kind of retracting back. But it's actually led to so much more embodiment of who I actually am, which is going to be the fundamentals of what I'm teaching people, is to just be yourself authentically. Nice. And, it, and it's wild. It's wild. And I've seen over the years, I haven't seen too much of Ben lately, or, um, but I've seen, I don't know whether I'll use the right choice of words here, but you can kind of get a little bit frustrated with some of the questions or some of the stories because I see that, I, I relate with that. Because if you're if you're in the work, how are you still so victim orientated, or how are you still so stuck in your stories? I, I don't get it. I, Wait, I say that again. So how he can get frustrated with people he's working with? I'm, I'm projecting. I'm, I'm, I'm projecting that it's probably not entirely true, but I definitely can resonate with that if it is true. Because it's like sometimes you just want to shake people, like not people who aren't on the journey, because they they that's everybody's on their own path and everything will happen as it's divinely supposed to. But when it creeps into spirituality or when it creeps into rooms where it, te it technically shouldn't be there, I find that quite, quite inter interesting. Where what specifically shouldn't be there? Like the victim consciousness? Yeah. And there's so much storytelling and there's so much deflecting. That's <laughs> Yeah. I guess I agree with, I have my own personal biases. I agree with you. But um, but it's like exactly like you said, like everybody is at their own level of, you know, it's just like this. It's it's like everybody has their next level and and it's kind of this triangle where everybody just everybody has their next level and everybody's next level brings them a little closer to um, unity or self-realization or freedom or um, purity, clarity. So everybody's next level is a worthy next level. And that's been a big lesson for me where it's just like, I'd rather just like sweep everybody and be like, get your shit together. Let's, let's do this. Yeah. Let's, you know, yeah. skip over the, the menial bullshit and let's, but then, but then really, you know, learning and also through th thanks to Bentinho and other people I work with, 
sort of being patient with me. That's mm. been humbling where I've been the one that they were like, let's do this. And I yeah. was like, wait, I need to learn this. I have a process here. Give me a sec. Yeah. And, uh, and so just sort of seeing that from the other side where I appreciate someone's patience in my up-leveling mm. has given me more patience with everybody else's, you know, being totally. where they are. I totally get that. That's why I'm saying it here. Because I, cause I totally, objectively, I understand that, you know, but I just wanted to kind of, I want to kind of touch on a few of these points because I, I do want to challenge so much as healthily as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And Bentino touches on that before as well, actually. It's the, like, he said a couple of things that was really powerful. Like, how do you lead people that don't know they need to be led? That's a very powerful statement, I think. And uh, it cor- correlates with that as well. Like, yeah, super interesting. Yeah. And then that's where humor and joy and, and because I see in this country specifically, I don't know whether it's just in my world a lot, I see a lot of anger towards government, which I totally get. But you become what you think about in lots of ways. And you, and in lots of ways, as much as the heart seems to be in the right place, it's pushing a lot of information that or marketing almost a lot of information that you don't want to see more of. So you're kind of getting behind and rallying. And, and that's what you guys were talking about today when I listened again was the, was the anger. He was, I didn't listen to all of it. I got about an hour in, but it was that whole be like a baby. And you were like, yeah, we, just, we can't just go around being like a baby. But the essence of what he's saying there is that is that oh, I don't know. Like I took a lot from that in this moment yeah. uh, to just relax a little bit. So I suppose to, to finish off that point, it's just about doing what you can, doing what your next step is. And it's all perfect, right? Ultimately, it's all perfect, which is funny. Yeah. That's the big, the big joke in the end, huh? Yeah, yeah. What is God when you say God or, or consciousness? That's the same thing. What What is God for you? And what in those realms of say I don't do much of it, but if you do a breath walk or astral or stuff like that, and like are you, like negative or dark forces are different. I remember Ben before in a different, wildly different scene saying something like little entities dropping in thoughts that you then think are your own. What's your perspective on traversing the inner worlds or the inner dimensions of yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I've always seen this a little more um, like psychologically. I have a little bit more of that sort of angle with, with these things. Um, so like the the topic of like entities, negative entities or, um, you know, negative influences and that stuff, that, that does ring true. But it, but I... Um, the way I interpret that is just like how you were describing the collective consciousness of Ireland. Like there's just a web of perspective and thoughts and um, standards and desires that we just share and we can't really help it. It's like, it's in the media or just, it's kind of like the, the premise of conversations. It's like the unsaid sort of stuff that just kind of happens below our radar in conversations or, an interaction with people. Um, so that I think is the, um, my friends over there trying to distract me. Where, what was I just saying? That is the, it's the psychological web weaved between 
the undertone, yes. the undertone. Yes, cool. Um, so, so that I think is like a. Have you have you heard the book Outwitting the Devil by yes. I think it's yes. Napoleon Hill? So, and he describes it's like there's a force field. There's like a a, a constant force field of just laziness and um, self doubt, and that exists. Like that's just Drifters. on. Yes. 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 Um, and this, so that's when I hear terms like, um, you know, negative entities or or negative thought suggestions, that's what I see. It's like, there's a force field of just drifting or complacency or, or self-doubt or insecurity or confusion. That's the force field that we're up against. Um, and so thoughts that come in, that's just like, oh, I can't do it. Or I'm bored or he's annoying or any, anything like that. Anything that's just like, like just low you know, low frequency thoughts. That's what I, that's what I see as like negative thought suggestions or negative entities. And they do in a way, they do have a life of their own, you know, they can kind of convince and they can get in there. And, and I I think it is relevant to be well defended, so to speak, like to be able to catch that and to have some distance and to be, you know, be vigilant. Like I love, I love, um, cognitive behavioral therapy. I have a book on it. I've never had it. I've never been to a therapist that knows cognitive behavioral therapy. So I've never sort of had it done in action, but I love it. Like I love what it, what it, uh, just to get behind your thoughts and to question all of these assumptions, all of the labeling Mm. and all these cognitive distortions, it calls it. Um, so anyway, that's part of your question. The other part, what is God? Um, so, Okay. My experience of God is um, experience itself. So it's the hmm. experiencer itself. So it's, or the um, awareness itself. Also, same thing, synonymous. And um, so I guess just, I had an experience once that really helped me with this. <clears throat> I was like seeking, seeking, penetrating, like, what is I? I'm trying to, I was dealing with a bunch of stuff. I was confused. I was like in a confusing situation. And I, I remember I in my mind, I was sort of in a courtroom. Like it was as if I was in a courtroom and people were like shouting, like mm-hmm. all the different views basically like, no, but this, and there were, you know, different cases for different views. And I was confused. I was meditating, but I was like, fuck, like what, what is the resolution of this? Who, who is going to make the final say? Like, who's going to, where's the judge? And just that question alone, it was like, I answered, I answered. It wasn't a thought. It was me that answered. And it was like, and all I said in my meditation was, I will, I choose. That was it. And it cleared the noise. It was like, oh, I, it's that simple. It is the one that is aware. It is the one that has the context. It is the one that is experiencing. It is I. So, and I, I know that's, I have some friends who are, you know, Christian friends or religious friends. And when I, when I make the comparison that God is me or God is I, you know, there's, I think that can, there's, that can, um, you know, blasphemy. Ruffles blasphemy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so much, like I've kind of not watched too much TV over the last few years, but I've definitely delved into the Viking aspects of it. I'm just, again, so many downloads of watching cause it's so close to home here orange beard like i definitely resonate with it and it's like they came into england not that long ago and i know it's a, a series but when you look at gods versus god 
and I'm trying to kind of piece that, taking the, what I what I learned from that and realizing that it kind of is all the same thing. Is it just using different words like your God covers all these gods, whereas this and then fighting in God's name, like it's been so wild, like it's just been so wild. Yeah, I love that. I love that because that's where I'm at in my journey right now is kind of what am I letting go to? What am I embodying? To me, I can get through it all the time, but like going back to those negative thought patterns, it's like you got to build your discernment muscle there, right? Make yes. mis- make mistakes. Make yeah, spiral down. Oh, and then go this way. And then when you catch it early and then you recognize that it's food related or sleep related or caffeine related or alcohol related. Or... So true. Yeah, we always want to kind of... And having, having, uh, having some grasp on the self or that's... I, I don't like using these like uh, the spiritual terms so much, but for me, I like I without attributes, I without what I think or I without what I'm feeling or my identity or I without Corey, like just just go back to the one that is aware without opinions, without um, without needing it to be like high vibration or low or any, you know, just actually awareness itself. Like it's so yeah. still. It's so, so having, and it's so accessible. People way over, over, people just make this like hard and far away. And like for only the like monks in the mountains. And that's not for me. And at best I can just count 10 breaths without thinking about something else. And that's totally bullshit. Like anybody, really anybody can lock onto the awareness of awareness itself. So, but having that glimpse or having that access simplifies this so much, what you're describing, like being able to raise your vibration or being able to have discernment with, with negative thoughts, just having, just having the option to do none of it and to just be awareness itself and to just be in clear, empty, open, aware, awareness, existence itself, the I itself makes, it gives, it, 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 retracts your tentacles from whatever it is that you're experiencing so just just having that access to be able to sort of zoom out and then come back in simplifies the whole discernment process it makes raising your energy like an interesting hobby as opposed to like painstaking and excruciating and hard and like you know it, it relieves a lot of the suffering of the journey that's it and then listen to the body like my body's communicating with me as you were speaking there. Like I genuinely feel like I'm rattling out bits and pieces as you were talking. And I think that that's what comes back to that fear again. Like I've gotten used to it at this point where the body's doing something, but rather than reaching for the alcohol or reaching for the different things, it's like I just go through the little moments or the dark periods. And then all of a sudden nice. you're, more, you're more embodied and then naturally more confident on the other side. Have you got Very tips? Cool. Have you got tips like for discerning intuition as opposed to, like following your heart, following intuition. Have you got guidance there? Well, the simplest thing is the emotional guidance system. Um, and it's not just that something feels good, right? Because like eating cake can feel good. So it's not, so it's not just that when things feel better, it's a yes. And when things feel no, it's a no. It's not that simple. It is very simple though. And it's that, it's the experience of, I would like to see it as like, more expansion or more freedom more empowerment like more of your like you go from being like robotic to more smooth 
I don't know. I don't exactly have a word for that, but that's how I experience it. It's like, does this thought or approach or moment bring more ease and like alignment or does it bring, make it more serious, more contracted, more, more real, more heavy, more separate. And that's a complete package. Like if people can master the emotional guidance system, this was my first teaching. This was the first teaching when I saw Bentinho and he was talking about the emotional guidance system. And I was like, what the fuck? Like that is it. That's complete. And I, I, I use it daily. Like this is not, this is something that if people just lock into memory, like does this thing expand me and make, make more feel possible and sort of give me more of my agency and make me feel like the creator more? Or does it make me feel more like one object in somebody else's game and I need to fight for my survival and my, you know, does it create more separation and contraction? And um, so, but that mechanism alone, like expansion or contraction, does X equal Y? It, it's it's a complete package. Like it has the, it has all the guidance right there. So I don't know if that's if that's exactly your question with discerning for intuition. I think it is tri- trial and error, right? Because sometimes, like, well, it's natural to contract sometimes, but that's it's going to ultimately lead to more embodiment or more expansion down the track. Like I, I remember Ben saying a long time ago about going through two week periods, and at the time I didn't really understand what he meant. But then I just had another one over Christmas. It's like these periods where pff, everything just seems to be falling apart or getting all crazy so they're like the down times but at this point I now know and hopefully this will be game changing for someone else that if you're going through those periods they're the contractionary periods or they're like I say to my kids the butterfly that's or the at some point the caterpillar melted you know like I, like I just I get exaggerated and say at some point the caterpillar actually fucking melted I'd say fucking normally nine times out of ten and then became a butterfly so it's quite a scary process to 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 be in unless you are aware that it's part of the process nice it's that three-day it's the three-day process it's the breakdown before the breakthrough it's yeah it's required yeah powerful powerful when did this start for you like what was the catalyst for you like when you were laughing i resonate with you saying that about your laugh in school like i would have been the class clown so you saying to atlas about um when you were called on that realization that was it was powerful for me to realize because i seen that in a plant medicine journey two years ago i just kept wanting to make people laugh everybody else was in ceremony but my i like had a comedian just inside and i just let two or three things out but i could see that so i'd love to know where you're kind of i'm sensing a little bit of a rebel in school or just like sought fun in school and then became spiritual or went on that path was there a catalyst for you or was it always kind of there interesting no, in school, I wasn't exactly rebellious. I was in a way, but I was like, um, well, I've always been playful. Like I've always been very playful. My dad's playful. So like, and we are like, so the, the playful thing is uh, sort of built in. But in school, I was always like, um, like I remember my parents would tell me that like, every every year every teacher is like we have some sort of we like as a from a kid from a little kid that i would like go give the teacher feedback um (laughs) often like and so teachers had to get used to that having that relationship with me that i wanted to have a relationship with them and i wanted to give them feedback but i would keep it i would like keep it safe 
you know, I, I wasn't, I wasn't insulting them. I wasn't trying to embarrass them in front of the class. I just wanted to like have this circuitry between me and the teacher where, um, where we could like up level and we could work on their game, you know, and maybe we could work on my game too. So, and I think my, they, my teachers thought that was pretty funny. Um, but the, the spirituality thing, I don't think that started really until, um, like, I guess it started to, it started to peek its head out after I graduated, um, college, um, after I finished university was when I started, I was, I was a graphic designer at this company and this like cool tech startup company. And I started the culture squad. And the point of the culture squad was to have people, it was basically to reduce turnover and to improve retention and improve morale. And, um, and I was kind of experimenting. I was just reading a bunch of stuff. My whole, my passion was just to figure out how to get the best out of people. Um, like really how to have me reach my potential. I was like fascinated with intrinsic motivation, like how to have me, how to have an environment pull the best out of me and how to pull the best out of the people that I was around. So I just was like researching a ton of stuff, trying different stuff. The, the, the founders gave me permission to start this culture squad. So we were like playing basketball for lunch and we were having these, uh, we, we made an orientation thing and we had different, um, like feedback systems. <laughs> and, um, you know, eventually I realized that nobody really wanted what I wanted. <laughs> so I was kind of like, I had this high goal for our morale as a team. And I always had that with teams. Like I loved, I love being on teams, but, um, and like wanting us to become this well-oiled machine. Like I always was looking for that. Like where, where can I find the people who want what I want and who are committed and who can get through hard things with me and who can take feedback and give me good feedback and who we can like become more and more of this well-oiled machine together. And I just realized after about a year that they thought I was darling, like they thought it was fun, but they didn't take me seriously. They didn't want what I wanted. So, um, so it was sweet. I left, they were super supportive. But that I was pretty clear, like, this is I'm still looking for this. Like, I am seeking people who are down to do the work with me. <clears throat> and I didn't even know what like I it was. I thought it was like empowerment or team building or whatever. And it wasn't until I found Bentinho. And it wasn't until after like a year or two years of, of following Bentinho's teachings and, and, and hanging out with him that he finally taught me. We were in this. We did this this two week meditation container and I finally had a glimpse of self-realization and I was so mad at him that he didn't mm -hmm. show me this earlier <laughs> it's like how did you let me hang out with you for two years and this is like the most important thing I've ever found and we were just doing like relative empowerment stuff and talking about the emotional guidance system and he was like you wouldn't have you wouldn't have been drawn to this at all if that's what I was talking to you about when yeah. when I first met you so I was so I, I appreciate that you know I was so grateful but it, I didn't really understand or I or didn't even know really what I was looking for until a couple of years in with Bentinho. And it's like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. gotcha. That's what's important. Yeah. And then you pieced it all together with the back and forth with the school teachers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. 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 It's funny, even yeah. if you're early on in the journey, when I heard it'll all make sense down the track, you're like, yeah, no, it won't. But the, the more so I go true. on this path, it, it does really start to all piece together. Even the construction piece, I, I resisted that for so long. 
I found network marketing and all sorts of different stuff. But there's a thread going through it all. That was the leadership thread or the speaking thread or there's different things that I can see the resonance. I, was, I wasn't actually drawn to the company, but that was a stage and phase um, or a way like just what Pentito looked at. So he says, and I, I love this teaching, is to hire yourself or whatever it is kind of guides your personality to the next step. But it knows, exactly. it, it knows the next few, but it knows you won't listen if it jumps any steps. Exactly. That's kind of the humility of teaching, I think. Yeah. You know, and I also think with you and the people that you're around and you're aware of the suppression and the fear. And um, it's like just being able to sort of humble yourself because you can see this much potential, you know, but then just to be like, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do today. I've been getting that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) I've been scared of people. Like I've I've calmed down a little bit, but in the network marketing days and like up till a few years ago, I was really realizing that I think I am a little bit visionary or clairvoyant even maybe i never used that word but i can see timelines but it freaked people out by sharing it yeah and it can still happen sometimes because i'll just get excited but you know. <laughs> nice. yeah nice do you think there's layers to presence or it's just presence like more or less present you mean? yeah yeah i kind of feel there is myself but i love your take on it I guess so. I think there's a spectrum. Yeah. Like, um, like in my, in my most sort of peak realization, uh, insights, it's almost, I don't know if this is accurate to say this, but it's almost beyond presence. Well, I guess it is because it feels beyond time. Um, it's like everything. So there's no like present as opposed to what. Yes. Yes. Um yes. so that to me feels like where presence becomes completed. It becomes obsolete. Yeah, I see. Um, but otherwise, like and I think this, you know, I'm about to do a cold plunge after we hang up and that I'm gonna be more present, you know? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, spike yeah. my <laughs> mm. present, do yeah. some breathing exercises. Um or even I think like there's a flow state in just talking to somebody like you. I mean, if you imagine just like kind of being chilling, sitting on your couch, whatever, as opposed to like being eye contact face to face with somebody, that's a heightened presence. You know, there's more yeah. of a flow state there. So, yeah, I think I think for sure there's there's a yeah. spectrum. A question came to me when I was listening to your podcast with Atlas because I was super present and I had so many like really cool questions coming to me and I was getting really excited about it. But then as I got closer to actually being on the call, my nervous system started to ramp up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, uh, I definitely feel there is super interesting. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with more, you know, more nervous system activity? I'm curious, just you specifically, because you've been through, you know, you've been through, you've been in difficult situations or difficult mm. spaces. So this probably felt like, you know, not a cakewalk to you. But I'm curious, sort of your approach with with anxiety or... It's just breeding. I had two copies today and I didn't eat till late. So I kind of, I would have rather, and I ran out of cacao yesterday. So I would have rather have a cacao before this and ground myself in a little bit more. So the fact that I didn't, I just have to stay with my breath as much as I can. Nice. Stay, stay with my breath or move muscles. I tend to move muscles in my feet or crack my neck or different stuff like that. I think I'm becoming very aware of the neck having a lot to do with the vagus nerve. I've been doing it for years. I've been actually dancing for years. Like, 
that's actually a huge piece to it because when I had that accident, because I'm only piecing all this together now, I kind of looked at it as anxiety or mental health, but it was more the accident spawned so much of it. So when I tried Bikram yoga for the first time, and I was able to kind of see that at the start of a class to the end of a class, I could stretch the leg a little bit more. It was game changing for me. And I've done probably four or five classes and then moved. So I haven't done another one for years, but I kind of stuck with the principles of yoga or just movement. And I'd always just keep moving. And it turns out that that's, I got a fascia massage recently and it really, and that, that's what he was doing. He was really just moving so much of the fascia. And I, I think I've been unconsciously, well, I've been consciously doing it, but I didn't know what I was doing moving tension from whatever i find it like most nights most nights of the week and i'd usually do it in the in the black reflection of a window downstairs so i think that's actually a huge piece to ironing out the creases of tension or stuck or stagnant emotions because with music i'd usually get to a vision i'd usually see crowds of people i can't i don't know exactly what it's going to be for yet because it's dj appeals to me and different things appeal to me speaking even this podcast could end up reaching lots of people, but like that's the vision I kept getting myself back to was there's there's an audience and there's like high energy. So I'd always get through tough times back to a, a purpose or a vision or a realization that it's worth it and I'm going through some sort of training. That's always what I felt. That's what's kept me going. That's where it's, I've, that's where I when I say I've rebelled in a different way. I kind of probably made some teachers' life hard for sure, but it was more in a fun way it was more like it was more like i they didn't really have anything that i wanted it was hard for me to take them serious and i didn't i wasn't interested in so much of the subjects or how they tried to teach it or i could have been undiagnosed adhd because i can hold attention now for stuff that i'm really passionate about or interested in but back then i wasn't into i just i wasn't being they don't look for your genius. They don't look exactly. for what you are. They just kind of expect you to grow year on year. But I was lucky, and my friends would tell me this, like I could pass whatever tests I wanted. So if I came to a test, I just studied the night before and go and go and get it done. So school for me, I, I don't feel like I needed it, you know. So that's the rebel in me. And then when I start getting that dancing and that those visions, I'm like, something's guiding me that I can actually start to trust more, more of the time. And uh, I don't know whether you do you use the word soul. Sometimes. Would that be similar to higher self for you, or what would be the distinction, like for for let's say, ego, soul, heart, higher self? You know, like, can you just can you discern each of those, or are they kind of all just pointing to energies of and bringing you back to alignment? Or what way would you describe that? Those higher self i feel like i have such a specific relationship with my higher self and with someone's higher self so i i see that as almost like my optimized version or or actually what i see it as is my future self i actually see my higher self as my future self maybe in in hundreds of years you know like in in not just at the end of this life but mm -hmm. um so like with all the context and with all the spiritual development um there, like I actually see that and I went to a Joe Dispenza retreat and he sort of confirmed for me how possible this is, how real this is um, that, you know, now in a meditation, you can sort of have a memory and, and feel yourself there. Mm -hmm. How how that actually is bridging, how that actually is um, connecting time like you are actually informing both directions. There's real communication happening mm -hmm. between you then and you now, both in the present moment. Um, so I see my higher self as just like direct access to 
my most uh, my most developed sort of future version. And it feels really real. So that that friendship or like that connection is it has has almost a frequency for me. It's what I meditate on often. Um, and you asked heart, heart. I'm, I have a, I have an interesting relationship with the heart right now. Um, so I've been balancing love and wisdom. So in the heart, I would always, I always used to say, follow your heart, follow your heart, follow your heart. But there is a, there's, um, well, the heart lacks wisdom. So the heart is, uh, is now and it's, it's, passionate and it's ready and it loves and it's you know for, i would say for 99.999% of situations and people follow your heart mm-hmm. and there will come a time where um where a heart without balanced wisdom you know i mean i actually people can see this example easily in in relationships like sticking with a relationship that because you love each other and you're passionate without the wisdom of like, is this my path actually? Am I true right now? Is this honest? Is this, is this really what's relevant for me right now? Or am I just like so in love and so compelled and so drawn to a potential or to what's possible that I'm sort of unable to, to balance and, and maintain oversight and have, have wisdom. And so Anyway, so for me, I'm I'm less following my heart. I think I have I've been following my heart my whole life, and I it will never go away. I will never stop. But I'm just I'm incorporating more wisdom. Yeah. Um. You said higher self, soul. The soul. I don't have too much of a relationship to the soul. I think I would use it interchangeably with with higher self. But it somehow when when you said it, it feels more like 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 uh you know the the like connection with an avatar, like the mm-hmm. the they how they like connect their hair to the tree and it there's somehow to me it feels more like spirit, you know? It's more like what what connects us, but it's with nature and um it's like the life of earth and you know it's within all of us i feel that i have more of that feeling when when i hear or feel the word soul what do you, you what about you, you as you said it there i think it's integrating like maybe the higher self is like in, in in human form so i think i've got a personality self and then i've got a soul self but when you said higher self i kind of i don't have i just listen it's the feelings for me that's why i love asking people like you what do you think because it's very and that's what i want to get across here is that words are hard sometimes to describe what you're talking about because i've lost people with words so quick but you can give other words but when we take words so rigidly it's it's difficult but for me it's about landing my soul and my body or integrating my soul and myself Nice. That, that's that's and i think that's like sim- that. similar to what you're saying with the wisdom and the heart so you could probably use that interchangeably you know right. but it's it's getting rid of the not getting rid of the ego i never want to get rid of it it's getting rid of the noise or the lack thoughts as bentino would say or the separation and that's the big piece that's the big piece in so much of my curious brain when it looks at religion or when it looks at spiritual circles or when it looks at different things it's like unity like if you if you're not you're not practicing what you preach if you're making your fellow neighbor across the road wrong on any level 
Like, just live and let live. Like, why can't we just live and let live? Yeah. Yeah. How do you see the the trajectory for the global, like, the global awakening project and and, and everything that you do there? Are you seeing it coming along leaps and bounds? Do you see the goal? Like, what's your thoughts there? Well, I guess where I have the most, like, where my finger is most on the pulse of this is in... uh, Bentinho's program called No Limits Society, NLS. There's a few hundred people in there. Um, And that's where I can see, like, I guess that's where I just get the feel of what's possible. And uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. truly. And, And also to see, like, where they've come, like, where they've come from and how quickly the, it's like, I don't know. It's like as if they, as if it's almost like they already had the, that's what their software was already for. Probably like us too, you know, like their software was already built for this type of a thing, for this type of a conversation or this type of a unity or this type of awakening process. But they've just been, you know, running different programs. But then to sort of come into this, this course with each other, it's like everybody just came online very quickly and that's what it feels like where it's it's like where did you guys come from people come out of the woodworks and it's it's as if i've been working with them as long as i've been working with bentinho and the other people on our team really there's just like incredible maturity in there so so that's also what gives me the faith that you sort of mentioned in the beginning um about the the potential for sort of quantum leaps and 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 radical spontaneous realization of potentials i do i feel that and i i see that and it's i mean it's not only in these people in nls but it's even in my friends or it's it's just sort of these surprising it's like these surprising breakthroughs popping up randomly in in an environment that should not support that in an environment that should just be like dense and and heavy and everybody should be depressed and lo and behold my random friend over there in florida or my other friend over in california is just like brighter than ever it's like how is that happening like how where what what are you connected to that's making that possible so i have a lot of faith actually i see it happening i see um and i think like on our end with our team and the work that we're doing the best thing we can do is is to continue to lead by example for you to continue your podcast and to keep having these conversations and to keep radiating what you're doing. And it's like, we shouldn't underestimate this. Like, and this is from the law of one raw talks about this. Like, I don't even remember this is a huge paraphrase. So don't quote me (laughs) for sure. Don't quote me. Um, But it was something like your job is to connect to the one or connect to the creator, connect to the one infinite creator in your own way, and then share it in your own way. Like that's required. That's what is required for the ignition of global awakening. It's your way, your words, your angle, your, don't try to do it like any other teacher. Don't, it's like important that it's your way. It's important that it's the way that you had, you know, your weird background that doesn't make sense and doesn't match with anybody else's, but your awakening. And then the way that you uniquely share that is what hits that demographic in a way that nobody else can. And it's required. So, and I do think that's just what's happening. That's what makes the waves. I, I totally agree with everything you said. And that's, 
I want to go back to I'll ask you, have you got a number? Yeah, well, have you got a number? Have you got a number like of how many people on the planet you would think? Like, have you have you spoke about a number like, or what would what would be the, the way to describe that? The uh, just the the number that makes the dominoes fall. Oh, like the hundredth monkey effect kind of thing. Yeah, like per million, or even if you were to look at a million souls, like I look at this country, it's got five million approximately, five million in the republic, probably six and a half, seven million in the whole island. And I think a number like a hundred thousand would make a massive difference. Of right, that's yeah. about where I feel too. Where and I think about like technology is such a good example. The way an iPhone, which was made by I don't know how many, I don't know, fifty thousand people. Who? How many people did yeah. it take to really make the the iPhone and keep Apple afloat? Um, and how that is universal now like the ripples are not it is not a proportionate number so i think it's probably quite small i think it's probably very small it could be one percent yeah, or something so. and that's the thing i think there's been so many of us on the lone wolf journey and now it's more like running in packs that's what i've been i've been on my journey for so long and in a now a different phase but now we're dealing with our ego well i speak for me of dealing with ego in different ways so when people oh he's doing that or she's doing that and then you kind of realize hang on there's no competition in this it's it's literally co-creation and collaboration it's gonna be healthy competition in business but not from a place of someone's doing what you're supposed to be doing it's all, so it's all, it's all growth Very yeah important. i love this point and then it's like if if there was elite or whatever controlling it was it was man-made mind-made and what's actually happening now can't be put back in the box like you know once you overcome the fear and and start to integrate and become you and not be afraid to be you yeah, and interpret life the way you you're being told to interpret it and discern a new way, then loads of more inventors are going to be created and lots of new angles are going to be created. And then it's just going to be that 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 ripple effect or consciousness is waking up and it can't be stopped. You can't put it back in its box at this point. That, that's what I feel. <clears throat> and then still here, like I, I'm telling you, the emotional guidance system is like my little private Bible. Like I am constantly working, I'm constantly tracking this for myself. So even with this, like the thought of like elite being able to control or like us fighting against like the the few who have been pressing the millions it's like how i actually see that like and and the way that feels feels most like to see that is that they are hungry for this too they are they have just been doing their best to control others in order to you know get the same thing like get to the same so our goals are actually aligned and this this has just been like wrongly placed power no biggie like not a big deal not a hard solution mm. or divinely it, placed you know like it's all kind of exactly. all, all roads leading home yeah nice exactly yeah. that's what i think i think there's two i actually think that as an archetype, it's a weak, it's a weak man in a high-rise building that gets anyone and everyone to do all his dirty work for him. That's who I see when I think of that. I don't think of a strong masculine male. I think of a weak person who makes phone calls to get everything done and has <laughs> layers of people. Yeah. Which is like, which is weird. And if if I'm that guy and everybody's afraid of me and everybody's sharing articles, I'm like result. When I'm like, stop sharing it. You're like, you know, stop promoting and marketing this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then from our perspective, like, I just want to, like, put him in my backpack and, like, go, you know, it's like, welcome, you're still yeah, included. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, We're, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all good. Yeah. Thanks. 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 Now move list. over. We want to share the high rise buildings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think we can close on that unless you, you want anything more you want to share or you feel organic, I can keep going. No. I don't mind. No, it's been very fun. Very flowy and. 
Very cool. I love what you're doing. I'm happy and very honored to be one of your first uh, podcast hosties. Yeah, no, I love the alignment of it because that's I feel like I don't have much. You can talk to this for a second. I don't feel like I have much room for error anymore. I feel like if I step out of alignment, I'm literally having a car crash. <laughs> like physically, do no, I did twice. Like twice in the last in the last six weeks, and one time my wheel fell off. True story, and I'm and I'm embracing it all. I'm going, holy mom! Like, okay, God, I'm listening. Like, that's that's literally what I'm saying because I don't use or haven't used the word God because of the indoctrination with it and and the whole set of belief systems you're trying to give me it's it's really difficult for me to mold myself into any of that stuff so uh wow you know what you i wonder you might like this book i just finished it uh, let me get the title right it's called it's like this impersonal life or the impersonal the impersonal life um and it's about it's about god but it it it's about finding god within hmm um and you're if you're, you're right uh it's by joseph benner okay no i'll go with um, that yeah it might be a good next step for you as you as you uh welcome god into your life in a yeah, but that that point came from like the alignment of just reaching out to you and how kind of smooth that went so i'm like okay i can see where it's where i'm not supposed to well not not supposed to be but i'm just learning a lot about what or where i'm supposed to be putting my energy because if I look at construction or doing plumbing in a house, I know that I can go in and smash a house and do another house and do another house and do another house. I know exactly how a hard or a long week looks in that. When it comes to this kind of stuff, not that I want to bring that energy in. I don't want to create another job for myself. It's about meaning and, and purpose and all that. But I don't necessarily know or I'm learning how to put a lot of effort and energy or what I should be doing. How do I bring some of that drive? I think it's more difficult when I'm on my own. Or when you're trying to do so much on my own, because I genuinely thrive in teams also. Because uh, there's been a few times that I've done that when I was in Australia backpacking, there was little moments where I was working on teams, doing fun stuff, and that actually brings the best out of me. But construction can be quite lonely in the sense that you're kind of just walking away. You might have someone beside you, but you're chatting, and it's very different to organizing in a in a team environment, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my journey right now. It's just like where to channel it, but I can see so much more lining up, which is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's it's like a it's like you're constantly groping in the dark. No? It's like you get little clues, but it's like that's yeah. and that's what this is. Like constantly just like a- aiming, gauging, sort of trying to yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And uh no, I think I think the the subtlety of this skill just gets better and better. And mm. and the fact that you I mean what I what I gather from the way you've been talking to me on this podcast is like you are this is this is sort of the main nature of many of the questions you're asking is about that discernment and like how to know where to go basically how to hear how to hear how to discern guidance from like yes this way flag good direction keep going versus distraction or um, temptation or you know, and I think just even just having your intention on that discernment, on the mastery of that skill, it's going to be quick. Like this, it does. It's just, uh, it's just we're just used to being gross humans who like use our five senses to navigate the world. And as you, you're just like you just got under the water where it's like, oof, shit. Now it's, mm-hmm. now it's now I got to listen to God. Now yeah. I got to listen to like the invisible directions. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a new skill, but it, you'll learn it fast. You're, yeah. I mean, you're already clearly following it. 
well that's that's because i've created a blueprint that i'm going to really start sharing more with the world and it's we all know that we're either nurturing our conditioning or our consciousness conditioning is mostly automatic and programs and that's where a lot of the work is chunking that down to what's helping and what's hindering and nice yeah building that muscle yeah sweet beautiful do you want to share and promote your um delight is the way or do you want to share and promote will i just put links in the in the bottom of this or do you want to talk about anything that you have coming up or um i don't think so i mean i think nls continuous program is amazing for anybody who's just like a fuck yes to everything that we've been saying here that is that's a a good idea um uh the light touch is the organization i run with my one other friend and but right now it's mostly for women although this year we're going to do some stuff for men too so it's called the light touch.us on instagram yeah but perfect now there will be some women listed to this for sure probably it, it's unfortunate but there's more women in the space and even i honestly observe more courage in women i think it's because maybe it's a better feeling or something i don't know but even in some of the protests or some of the things that's going on in the world a lot of the voices that are most loud right now are women interesting yeah no, well, I'm I'm glad. I feel like you're definitely filling an important demographic. I hope you continue. No, I, I really won't want. Stop. I can't stop. Good. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Bye. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too. So nice to meet you and talk to you. Yeah, appreciate. It was. It. Yeah, enjoy your cold plunge. Thank you. <laughs> Peace out. Bye bye. Yeah, Johnny. <laughs>